Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're talking about episode three of Moon Knight, where we are in Egypt, and a lot of stuff happens, and we also go somewhere else that I don't really know where they are, um, but I guess it's in Egypt because they're still in Egypt, so I don't I don't really understand, but we'll get there. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, first thoughts for this episode... For me, I would say I really enjoyed it. I felt like a lot happened. Um, the only thing I didn't enjoy was when uh, Moon Knight spins his cape around and throws the bullets back at everybody. Uh, that looked awful. But the whole rest of the episode was great. So <laughs> that's my uh, first take definitely gave me like brendan fraser the mummy vibes <laughs> yes uh it was like that in one other movie i can't remember though what was it i don't want to say like it definitely the mummy but there's like one other movie i gotta rewatch the episode and, and i'll it'll jog my memory but there's like two different films i was like it's totally giving me both of these vibes of like that advent old school like adventure type <laughs> It's not Sahara, it. is it? That one with Matthew McConaughey? I'm, I mean, it could be. I, honestly, I don't even think I ever finished that movie. I remember, I, s- <laughs> I remember seeing it growing up, but uh, I can't tell you what the end of it is. I don't think I finished it. I think I left. <laughs> no, I mean, like we owned it, and I don't think I finished yeah. it. My mom just has a large crush on Matthew McConaughey and purchased several of his films <laughs> that I did not watch. They get the treasure. But, uh, sure that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a fun one. Um, we'll get into it for sure. You know, there's one particular thing that's going on that is definitely leading into this next episode. And four is the one like everyone's ready to talk about, but they're keeping quiet. So like, you know, curious to see what will happen there. How about you, Elisa? Um, I also thought that this was... Uh... This was a fun one. Uh, things did happen in this one. And we also were treated to Mark for the majority of the episode rather than Steven. Though, uh, I think I think I'm still just team Steven. As, as interesting as Mark is proving to to be, uh, he's very he's very conflicted and he's more he's more grounded, I think, than Steven is. But also, Stephen has the absolutely wonderful moment in this episode where he realizes they're in the pyramids of Giza and just freaks out because he's so excited. Um, this one, uh, this one also gave us a lot of interesting stuff going on with Arthur that we're going to talk about, and uh, we get an interesting backstory for Layla. So yeah, there's there's a ton going on at this point, and I'm excited for us to get in and talk about all of it. Yeah. I will say I I think that for for a show that kind of threw us into these characters sort of mid story 
they're they have done a great job of giving us backstory without doing like an entire flashback episode or anything like that uh because that's what i was nervous about and i'm not a huge fan of that so yeah it's kind of going on its own course it's like yeah it's like what you said it's like we're getting like a backstory without a backstory Mm -hmm. like it's not like because we still haven't even seen like the moment where mark dies and and you know kind of everything else happens right it's just kind of like it happened like just deal with that and go with what they're doing (laughs) there was there was one bit of really awkwardly shoved in backstory that I'll try to remember to bring up whenever we get to it. But I was like, what? What is that? And then by the end of by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, I mean, it, it makes sense now, but it still didn't really go with what they were talking about yeah. like, at all. It just came totally out of left field. If I was smarter, I'd have been like, okay, this is clearly setting up something. <laughs> <laughs> well, to kind of kick off the episode, it, it does sort of pick up where we left off uh, last week, which now we're in Egypt. Um, I did want to say, and, and this is something that happens a couple times through this episode, it's interesting that we are getting, before we were getting all Steven episodes, now we're getting a Mark episode, but the same sort of thing happens to Mark that happens to Steven a couple times where he like blacks out and wakes back up and it's it's Mark, but he like doesn't understand how like what he yeah. like killed everybody or got away or whatever. Um, so I thought that how was like it in this cat. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is interesting. Like what's going on here. I mean, it's very obvious that. And, and if you look at anything about the show, everyone is like, Oh, there's another, there's more personalities. Mm-hmm. There's more personalities. And it's like, well, duh. Like, right. Like we, we have to assume that yes, there's at least one other personality yeah. uh, that is that is now what taking over. I did put some research into that. Mm. So um, yeah, there there's definitely multiple, and I'm not sure how accurate it is, but it's more than three. So you know, and and I like that. I I mean. This has given me the vibes to go watch like Split again. I don't know if either of you have seen yeah. that, but um, I mean that is just fantastic and like and and we didn't even get to really see all of the personalities there, mm-hmm. you know, in that film. Um, so the question is, is like how many will we actually see? Yeah, I feel like they, if they do too many, it's going to be too much, right? Like, yeah. And there may not actually be that many. I think I saw four or five listed. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me wonder, are we going to get some kind of like Doctor Strange-esque mirror dimension where they all kind of come together, <laughs> you know, and, and have a conversation? Like, that would be kind of cool, just kind of seeing five versions of Oscar Isaac <laughs> having a conversation. What's that uh, um, in the Flash show they have that? With the wells, there's like a bunch of them. They're just all the same guy from oh, yeah. different like worlds or whatever. I could I could see something. I I feel like that's a little tacky for what where they're taking this show, but I could see it. Maybe like he looks into a shattered mirror, and there's a bunch of different versions of himself all yeah. arguing with each other. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of like the mo for this show is mm-hmm. anytime whoever's in charge of the body needs to speak to somebody, there just happens to be a mirror that he can easily like chit chat with the other person. Uh, I do feel like Steven kind of, now, I'm also team Steven, but I feel like a couple times <laughs> this episode, Steven puts Mark in a dangerous situation by distracting mm-hmm. Mark by like speaking to yep. him. And it's like, Steven, stop it. But there's also some funny times where Steven takes over and then he's like, no, no, Mark, take over, please. So <laughs> it's funny that like now we're getting this almost like a buddy cop movie, but there's only one cop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. but the question now is like, Mark has all this confidence. Like, mm-hmm. 
you have to let me take over. Like, if we're going to survive this, you've got to let me do mm-hmm. it. But is it really Mark? Or does Mark get in there and he thinks he's in control, but there's someone else there that's kind of like, you're doing okay, but I can do better. <laughs> well. So, like, the third personality seems like kind of a psychopath. Yeah. Because right. every time uh, Mark comes back and it's been the one that we don't know, and Steven's like, it wasn't me, I swear to God. Uh, it's like they have wreaked horrific violence every single time. Hmm. That's kind of scary. Yeah. And it makes you think, like, was that who Steven was speaking to in the first episode? Like, was that Mark mm-hmm. that was taking over and mm-hmm. being killing all those people? Let's be real. Or... Mm-hmm. Was that this other version? Like, we don't really know. He never said his name. So I think it's it's interesting for sure. Um, but before we get too far, uh, there's another character that kind of we get a little bit more backstory. And it kind of branches away from the comic, but it brings comic book characters in. Um, and that is learning a little bit about Layla's past. Um We learned that her father was an archaeologist that took her on digs. Uh, It looks like from the bit of research that I did on that, it may be referring to Dr. Peter, I'm not going to say this right, (laughs) Alrayun, A-L-R-A-U-N-E. But this character, I believe, is somebody else's father. In the comics, it's not Layla's father, so I think this is kind of like merging two care or a couple characters. I mean, even with the Layla character, we've already seen that, right? Like, it's sort of merging two characters, both the comic book Mark Spector's wife and like a love interest or something from the comics, like kind of merging those characters together. So, this is maybe just that, like, they didn't want to muddy the waters with too many characters so they kind of push some people together but in doing that kind of alluding to where dr peter was at the time of his death um in the comics he's actually killed when he discovers conchu's lost tomb and in this episode later on arthur kind of alludes to the fact that maybe Mark had something to do with Layla's father's death. So this could be a way for them to kind of bridge the gap of here's this character that we had that like we wanted to put in the show, but he didn't really go with anyone. So we're going to make him Layla's father. And that will be, I, I mean, personally, I feel like Mark maybe killed him not on purpose, mm-hmm. but maybe on accident or maybe Conchu took over and his other personality killed Peter. I don't know, but I have a feeling that's where we're kind of going with what Arthur was saying. So it's exciting to kind of see them do that to kind of like pull those more off the wall characters and figure out a way to put them in without having too many people. Like, I think we talked about that in, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it was like they got dangerously close. They just kept shoving more and more characters in, and it was like, I don't know who to pay attention to or who's important. Like you're just hitting me with too many names every episode. So I think they're doing better about that. And they're kind of picking and choosing or combining characters to kind of like give us that. Oh, I remember that person from the, the comics. Although I don't remember anyone from these comics because I've never read them. But man, for, for those of you out there who are big Moon Knight fans, uh, let us know what you think about this. Like, me, I don't know, maybe you want your separate characters. But I don't know. I think it's a clever way to do that. This episode also had a lot to do with uh, Mark and Layla's relationship. We still don't know exactly what's happened between them mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. led them to divorce. But... We found out this episode she doesn't, or he never told her about his dissociative identity disorder um, because, as he put it, he'd been handling it until recently and kind of implied that that's why he just disappeared a few months ago is because he was losing control. 
But also, we can tell through their separate interactions that Layla likes Mark, but Stephen is the one who still likes Layla. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, is distractedly in love with Layla already. (laughs) And Mark still, like, obviously cares for her. He's trying to, like, protect her and things like that. But poor Stephen, he's got it bad. (laughs) He's got to have that steak dinner date. Wouldn't that be the most epic, like finale after credit, mid credit scene? Is he's actually sitting down with someone having a steak dinner? Oh, <laughs> you know, I wish they would do some in credit scenes in this show. I know. I really thought we were getting one this episode. Just the way it kind of ended mm-hmm. and had this like pause. I was like, oh, we're getting one. Yeah. Yes. And then it was nope. Like, no. Psych. Nope. Nothing happens. Not even also cool like. Hawkeye moment where right like, the very end of the well, credits is different. Even like we haven't really talked much about the like the what we see within the credits, but um, you know, there's all this clue to another identity. Um, but if you look when they when you see Oscar Isaac in the end credits, we're seeing like three faces. Mm-hmm. So it could be hinting like we're only going to see three versions. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out with um, at the very end when it shows Moon Knight and then it shows Mr. Knight. It mm-hmm. quickly like flashes something else, but I couldn't mm-hmm. pause it right to like tell if it was mm-hmm. anything or if it was just kind of like a it was like nonsense just to fill the screen, whatever. Um, but also the the very first one that you see is like a human head that's slowly being covered with the wraps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that maybe a different thing? Like it's like, you know, obviously yeah. as you watch it, you're just like, Oh, that's him putting on the suit. But like, maybe it's not, maybe that is a suit. There's like some weird, scary rap man suit. I don't know. Hmm. Um, so I guess we'll, hopefully we'll find out next episode. If, if... Uh, we're halfway through <laughs> yeah. already. <laughs> Uh, three more episodes so i was i think the most excited when we heard about the other gods uh Mm because that's something that we'd kind of mentioned before like are we gonna see other gods and sure enough i mean granted no we did not see any other gods but we saw their avatars and uh so it it kind of explains like oh yeah all the egyptian gods were real and they also have avatars so maybe we'll see them at some point like in their Possibly. godly form if not here maybe uh thor love and thunder yeah they did talk about uh where they live um was that the uh what the override or over something yes what was it called what was it overvoid Overvoid, yeah, that's right. That's Overvoid. It. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that sounds inviting. It seems like it's uh it has been mentioned in the Marvel comics, um mm-hmm. namely in the run of Moon Knight comics. Um mm-hmm. it is similar to Asgard, uh, in the sense that like, you know, all the Norse gods live in Asgard. This is sort of that, but for the Egyptian gods. For the Egyptian. Um, I'm the MCU has really hammered in the whole nine realms thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested in how this fits in that. I don't know that the Overvoid is one of the nine realms, so. I wonder if it exists within one of those nine realms or if there are more than nine realms. I don't know. Hard to say. More questions. Um, Yeah. Like going into these things now, I just almost expect like, (laughs) let's see, we would see the watcher kind of observing everything of what's going on. Oh yeah. Um, just going into these unique type places, like because you think of like Thor, you think of the mirror dimension, all of that. Um, I, I would expect we're going to see more of this. 
Yeah. And they'll be coming here again. Um, which, you know, I don't know. Is this like the overvoid? Is this a place you could take control of and do things? Is this still very curious to see like, you know, what, uh, what our main villain is really going to be up to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also interesting because like Conchu kind of hangs out with Mark mm-hmm. and Steven. Like, yeah, I don't know that he's hanging out in the overvoid. So do the other right. gods hang out there and talk yeah. to their <laughs> avatars less? Or are they also just kind of always there? They did say that was luxurious and opulent. So maybe they're <laughs> just like, uh, who cares? Mm. They can, <laughs> we'll talk to them when we need them. But <laughs> this is this scene with all the gods is where we get the really awkward bit of backstory that I felt was inappropriately just shoved in that made no sense in the context. Mm-hmm. That's where they, the other gods gang up on Khonshu and they're like, you can't change the sky again. And I was like, we weren't even talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, oh. Yeah. Again. You know, <laughs> I, I felt like, yes, that was sort of shoehorned in there. I also felt like the weird, like, Conchu love story yeah, was kind of shoved in there. Out. I was like, this, <laughs> like, what does this really have to do with anything? Um, right. I'm wondering <laughs> if that was just uh, a way for them to like have one of the gods side with Ganshu. Um <laughs> Although she doesn't really seem to do anything, right? Like she was just like, yeah, do this and I'll help you. And then I assume they do what she said, and it doesn't end well for Conchu. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like that was a weird sort of shoehorned in there moment. But whatever. I mean, hopefully it, it means that we'll get more of these Egyptian gods showing up doing stuff. Um, yeah. The whole aesthetic of this place, Looking, I'm looking at an image and just kind of reflecting on like, you know, how they enter and like how they sit. Definitely gives me Blade vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it'd be the same if, like, Blade's kind of meeting, like, you know, the elders in the vampire world. I don't know. I mean, they are kind of creepy. It, yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird. And they are so instantly accepting that mm-hmm. Arthur's not planning anything. Just because uh, Arthur's like, I think that this avatar is sick in his head. And they're all yeah. like, is that true? Is, uh, yes, I'm very sorry. Also, <laughs> like, okay, well, clearly Arthur's not doing anything wrong, so. <laughs> also, he's like, oh, is it, a, is it a crime to explore the sand? <laughs> in some cases, it is. Right, I was like, well, yeah, if you're looking for... The like tomb that they don't want you to find. Like what I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, you're not allowed to just excavate. Right. You can't do right. that. So I yeah I agree. It was it felt very fast that they jumped. Yeah. They jumped on his side over Kanchu and especially with the mm-hmm. how they kind of started it by saying like oh Kanchu you've done this before like you're on thin ice and then the only thing he did before was change the sky like I don't. I don't see that as that big of a deal. Like, it must be to them. I, though. Yeah, I guess. It's almost like we need the mini adventures of the Egyptian gods, and right, yeah, <laughs> we can watch. Uh, How like, did they all catch beef with each other? Yeah, can't you? Um, <laughs> well, kind of moving forward he- from here, uh, Mark finds out that he needs to go and find this. Uh, sarcophagus of Sinfu, I think. Yeah. Um, who I think so, yes. should have a map sort of to where Amit's uh, tomb is. I feel like there should be an easier way for Mark to find where the tomb is. But I don't know what that is. I just feel like this this seems like a weird roundabout way to also get to the tomb. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But he's got to go find the sarcophagus on the black market. We had a very <laughs> tongue-in-cheek moment at the beginning of the episode where Layla explains how she sells things or she takes things back from the black market. So it was like, ooh, foreshadowing. Um, yeah. Then they have to go meet Bleck, Bleak, who is one of Mogart's men. This this all sounds made up, but these are the <clears throat> names. Um, it's interesting. Uh, one of the guys mentions that Mogart is happy to see Layla after Madripoor. So we get a Madripoor reference, uh, which mm-hmm. I guess connects this to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's it's more like it solidifies Madripoor as an actual place in the MCU. I, s- I feel like it's just them setting up like we're probably going to get a series that's all going to be in Madripoor. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, it could be like setting up mutants and having doing something there. I just think it's them just saying, yes, this is in our world mm. and it's going to be here for a long time. That's what I we'll took see it, it as as well. Yeah. Uh, but after the episode and kind of diving in a little bit on some of the stuff, I feel like I saw a lot of people that are like, oh, this make this ties in with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, look, Falcon and Winter Soldier reference. Uh, and it was like, Madripoor is a place, though. It's not a. It's yeah. not like an only Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing. Right. So, I mean, it's only going to connect if, like, Bucky shows right. up. Right, or they were like, oh, we met with Sharon or something. Yeah. Yeah, or Sharon shows up and tries to get into the black market here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was exciting to now yeah. Madripoor is... I feel like yep. official. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, and we get to meet Midnight Man. We do. We do get to meet Midnight Man, which just, I don't know. It's not a great name. Could have come up with something better. Uh, <laughs> but that whole series of events is odd because I feel like we're getting to we're already getting to the point where it seems a little rushed Mm -hmm. mainly for the fact that like they came all this way to get this sarcophagus then they get the sarcophagus or they find the sarcophagus but they have to like solve a riddle and so it's like Mm -hmm. okay steven come help solve the riddle cool all right i'm into it (laughs) steven's like puzzles uh and then (laughs) arthur shows up chants a bunch of words and makes the sarcophagus explode but Really, it doesn't look like he does any like damage mm-hmm. to the sarcophagus, which was strange. So then, you know, they have to go over and, and swipe all the broken pieces of the map uh, to put it together. But before that happens, there's obviously a big fight. Uh, we get to see Kanchu again, sort of on the nose, mentions that his the suit is self-healing. So we get to see Mark get stabbed and run through with a bunch of spears over and over again, uh, but then seemingly come out of it completely fine. We also see that his moon orangs or whatever you want to call them are more like Mjolnir in a sense where he could like throw mm-hmm. them and they stick into people and they just hold his hand out and they come back. But before he had to pick it up off the ground. So, yeah, I didn't even, like, to me, it was like, they're basically batterings. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a moment he throws a couple and knocks guns out of some people's hands. And and then he throws others and they stick in people. But yeah. then also he Which always I mean, has them in his hands. But how many does he have? I mean, his chest isn't an endless void of metal <laughs> moons. But that it is. It is. <laughs> He's the moon knight. Uh <laughs> It's like the new nanotech, you know? It just, I guess, it just works. yeah, it, it's just there. They're just there. Uh, I kind of think that in this scene, we heard the third personality speak for a minute. Because uh, okay. it's something that Oscar Isaac said, but he's used like a standard American accent for, mm-hmm. uh, for Mark. He's used a British accent for Stephen. And then it could just be that he read his lines weird or something, but it sounded like a different accent for one Line. And it was whenever he was doing super duper violent stuff. 
And it was it was kind of like a throwaway thing that he said too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I even backed it up to make sure I hadn't heard wrong. And yeah, it, he definitely sounded different. So I think maybe personality number three made a guest appearance here. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe even Especially earlier. He's just like killing folks with those mm-hmm. stick things. And, right. and at one point, he's not even just killing them. He's like breaking their arms and knees and legs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, dude. I'm wondering um, earlier in the episode when we kind of see, you know, what we think is Mark have like the baseball cap on in that kind of moment. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's Mark. Yeah, I saw something that said that the way the cap sits on his head, it looks a lot like uh, Steven's Mr. Night Mask. Uh, And like there's kind of like a ruffle that makes a half moon. But again, seeing that like in this episode, we learn that, hey, it's not just Steven that like can pass out and wake up and be somebody else. Or be somewhere else. It's like happens to Mark too. So unless it's literally Conchu taking over his body, yeah, it has to be somebody else. And the fact that it took basically one episode for them to show us Mark, another episode to show Mark and Steven mm-hmm. dealing with each other, and this episode to show like, hey, there may be another one. Like in the next episode, we're definitely going to find out for sure who the third or fourth or fifth or however many there are, yeah, versions there are. I just really hope that we do get a cool, like, oh, there's a bunch of different Moon Knight suits. Like, do that. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see the, the variations of the suits and like what they're all capable of. Speaking of. I I think we'll see Midnight Man pretty much for the remaining of this season. I wonder if we'll see him in his suit. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like they've tried really hard to make sure that everyone gets to wear their comic yeah. accurate suit at least once. So also forgot that uh, the actor that portrays him passed away at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I forgot that. Because immediately when I see him, I'm like, oh, it's, you know, the young Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking up and I was like, oh, I forgot all of that happened. That was really sad. Yeah. So I, on that note, I wonder if this show has changed at all from mm-hmm. what their original plan was. Like if they were going to, like, I don't know, maybe from the beginning, it was like a one season deal for him and his character gets killed off. But it's either that, I mean, or if the suit is introduced in the end and it, this character does go into a next season, like, not necessarily that we have to ever see mm-hmm. him without, he can always just be in the suit and they can recast, you know, and mm-hmm. um, do a voice alteration. Yeah. Well, speaking of Midnight Man, um, there's <laughs> kind of like a in-your-face nod to Midnight Man uh, mm-hmm. when Layla and Mark are leaving after the big fight. Uh, you see Conchu standing above a big clock, and the clock is set at midnight. Uh, mm. Now, in the comics, Midnight Man has his name because he steals antiques at midnight. Again, mm-hmm. kind of lame as far as your naming convention goes, but okay. I mean, you're very literal <laughs> with, I steal stuff at midnight, I'm the Midnight Man. You got it. Uh, so I wonder if this is just a nod to midnight mm-hmm. man or if this is did he maybe steal something like i mean we saw mark throw a moon ring at him and it stuck in him as he like drifted into the mist which is very like i mean <laughs> okay we get it he's alive he survived yeah. that but do you think that maybe he took that moonerang and is somehow like reverse engineering it into some sort of weapon for himself it's possible i was looking up some images and it seems like he has some sort of knife and that's how you know he fights with moon knight with some kind of blade against each other but speaking of that we even see uh uh layla leia layla Mm -hmm. um her necklace like 
takes it apart and it's like two knives. Yeah, which was interesting. Which is, but then she didn't, yeah, very, she didn't pick it back up. She just stabbed that guy and then left yeah. it. And I was like, whoa, that, <laughs> wouldn't you want to hold on to that? <laughs> uh, the one thing I did not see this episode, let me know if either of you saw it and I'll look it up really mm-hmm. quick. I did not see the uh, QR code this episode. I thought that it was. I thought that it was maybe on her passport, uh, but it was too stretched Hmm. for that. So unless my phone just couldn't read it because it was stretched, I don't know. Um, I I didn't see it, but I watched it on my iPhone. (laughs) So (laughs) let's see. Someone surely knows exactly where it is. Twitter. Right, I haven't seen anything on Twitter. Um, Usually, it's the first thing um, I see when. Yeah, after I, I didn't an episode, see a QR code in this one. And maybe, yeah, maybe they didn't. They just didn't have one. They just gave us the two free comics, and we're like, "Ah, oh, that's it." Which is strange. You think they would like? Uh, they would do one for uh, like the introduction of Midnight Man or something. I I thought that it was a really cool idea for them. I mean, yeah. It's not like they're giving you like a free omnibus comic or something like that, you know? It's like right. a dollar comic mm-hmm. that just I thought it was a cool idea, something new for them to do to pull people in and explain these characters a little bit more, but who knows? Maybe it's there and we just haven't found it yet. In a couple of days yeah. someone will be like, "Here it is." Uh, so, <laughs> we'll keep you all posted if we find out. Uh but yeah, the episode kind of ends with Mark and Steven and Conchu all kind of working together as a team, as one happy family person. Um, <laughs> they put together the star chart, which ironically is in the shape of a star. So that was a little... There's a lot of on-the-nose stuff in this episode. Yeah. Like, we get it. It makes mm-hmm. a star chart and it looks like a star. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like with the technology that we have already seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it seems right. ridiculous that the only way that they can figure out what the night sky looked like was for Kanchu and Mark or whatever, Steven, to work together mm-hmm. to literally rewind the sky. Yeah, especially when we have examples from our way less technologically advanced universe of scientists doing this right. <laughs> recently. Like, they... And yeah, that was... I was even saying, I was like, are they seriously just moving the universe mm-hmm, yeah. to use this map? That Okay, no, 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 no. Just talk, talk to... What do you call it? Not a space doctor. What do you call it? <laughs> a space doctor, no, yeah. Astrologist. <laughs> space doctor. An astronomer somebody and they can be like okay hold your horses please don't rearrange the cosmos i can help you figure out what it looked like (laughs) give me a day give me a place but also like what are the what are the ramifications of him twisting the sky like that like uh everyone would probably die yeah that's what that's what i kept thinking i was like (laughs) how is just the sky change is it just a visual effect or like is he literally rewinding the universe outside of Earth? Like, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I wish they'd go into more detail on that. Um, Are they back? I know. Did they go back to normal? <laughs> I thought, yeah, I had the same mindset because I'm like, look at this nice fancy tablet. Like, you couldn't just punch in a date and it just kind yeah, of yeah, find the star chart. <laughs> and then she literally yeah. has to like run around with it while they're holding the sky still and like scan the stars. And I was like, Tony Stark made a suit that let him fly around the world and be bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And they have to use magic to change what the sky looks like to take pictures of it, to find a location that's really not that far away from them. Uh, once she gets there, the location for mm-hmm. it so it's just they, they could have flown a plane up in the sky and probably found the location faster without right. turning conchu into a stone like i don't know it's just that was a little weird it's a little silly uh 
But we do finally have Kanchu as a statue. Now he is a like six inch tall statue, uh, which is a little different in the comics. It is like a 12 foot tall stone statue. So I don't know if this is just a nod to that maybe like, Mm -hmm. Oh, he's finally in a statue. Uh, or if once Mark saves Conchu, maybe that's when we're going to get statue Conchu where it's like, maybe he can't, he can no longer like pull Conchu out of that stone and into himself, but he'll have to like transfer Conchu from that statue into a bigger statue that he keeps at his house or something. I don't know. I would like <laughs> it to maybe go that way a little bit more just because that mm-hmm. is the most, I don't know, recent thing that I have seen him as. So I was like, oh, this is cool, like a uh, statue. Uh, but then, yeah, it was a tiny little stone trinket so i was like oh okay Maybe not. i don't know what's going on here fits in his pocket yeah and yeah what's stopping arthur from stealing it like arthur just yeah. picks it up at the end of the episode and i was like what if he breaks it or is that how you let conchu out you break it and then he's free or like do you break it and then he's dead like what we didn't get any rules for how the statue mm-hmm. works out of an abundance of caution wrap it in bubble wrap <laughs> When even the, I assume Osiris, who mm-hmm. was like the lead god, when Arthur's like, can he hear us? He's like, uh, we think so. And I was like, you don't know? You don't know how your own <laughs> magic works? Like, I don't understand. This seems like that, like, can he hear us? Seems like a question that we would ask on the podcast. Like, oh, I wonder <laughs> if he can hear people. And then we would probably never get the answer. And then instead what they did was they took that and they put it in the episode and they still didn't give us an answer. And it was like, what what is this? What is happening right now? So I guess we'll have to find out next week how, uh, first of all, who's in charge of Mark slash Steven's body. And do you think they'll get Conchu back next week? Or do you think it'll be more of a Mark Steven and insert other name here. <laughs> What's well, a really dumb name we can call him until we figure <laughs> out what his real name is. I mean, well, we know the name or I know the name that everyone's thinking or the personality. Was it Joe or it? something? Jake. Jake. Jake Lockley. Yes. Oh. Oh, man. Who coincidentally enough is a cab driver, I think, right? Yeah, he's so, a he's a he's a street smart cabbie yeah. who knows all the things. So the fact but that maybe, he, he woke up after blacking out the first time in a cab, I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah um, because at this point it's like could even he can't really get the suit, right? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if the suit is directly tied to Kanchu alone or if like the suit is something that Mark can summon and Conchu's presence is more of just like a guiding voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arthur has said multiple times that he used to be the avatar for Conchu. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, he did say something about the suit, I think. So like maybe the suit is tied to the avatar. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know, like, is Mark passed out until Conchu comes back? It's all a mystery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, next well, next week could be a Layla-only episode. I don't know. <laughs> Guess we'll find out. We need answers. Yeah. <laughs> Give us answers. I'm ready. I'm ready for episode four. Guys, we might have skimmed over the greatest scene in this entire episode. I think I know what you're about to say. Is it? Okay. Go. So at the very beginning, whenever he's getting into the fight with the dude, and the dude just like keeps flipping his knife and doing weird stuff, and he's like, what? And then the guy is like, he licks his knife, and mid-lick, he just knocks him in the face. (laughs) 
I, I was watching this at work and I shrieked so loud. I'm sure somebody in a neighboring classroom heard me. That was the funniest thing I've seen so far on this show. And I, I couldn't, in all good conscience, <laughs> conscience let us do this episode without mentioning it. And that was it. That jogged my memory. It was a mixture of like, this is like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy and Indiana Jones. Yes, uh, yes it was a very Indiana just, Jones nod of yeah. flourishing this the sword and him just being like, what are we doing? Are we dancing? Are we fighting? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Just waiting for him to like do his little dance moves and then he just shoots him <laughs> in classic indie fashion. I thought you were going to talk about the the moment where Steven just tells everyone to chill the F out. Oh, that was, that yeah. was cute too. Yeah. That was really cute. But that was, I think. <laughs> but that no, was I was just like, <laughs> like, what is, at first even I was like, what is he doing with that knife? <laughs> And Mark is like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do either one of y'all watch Futurama? Yes. Here okay. I've seen Does Arthur episodes. remind y'all a little bit of Old Man Waterfall, the lawyer? Yeah. Where he says like all nice cutesy stuff, and then he's like, yeah, so I'm a Satanist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he'll just like slip in something really bad that he does. He is really, he is, and he has that <laughs> weird vibe too about him, where it's like, yeah, I'm trying to help everybody, and also I'll kill your children, and I'm also mm-hmm. gonna go find <laughs> this tomb. Yeah, he's. It's okay to do murder <laughs> if they might eventually be bad. Well, really quick, jumping back to uh, great scenes we kind of skimmed over. Um, I think my favorite part of the entire episode was when Stephen came out as Mister Knight, told everyone to chill out. And then they started fighting, and then he very quickly was like, "Mark, Mark, take over, Mark, take over." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're finally getting to a point where like it is this funny teamwork thing. It's less like mm-hmm. I mean, Conchu makes a weird comment about like, don't let Steven take over. He won't give you control again." But like I yeah. feel like we're past that with Steven and Mark. We're yeah. to a point where like they really are working together. Although yes, it seems a little sped along. We didn't really see mm-hmm. them form any sort of friendship. It was just sort of like, I don't like you. Wait a second, I do like you. We're friends. So but I kind of like that aspect of like they it's they yeah. know when whose strength is what and when to Exactly. Like yeah. It's like, hey, you're you're good at it's like 21 jump street right yeah yeah <laughs> it's like they have that moment like hey you're really good at this right i'll teach you this stuff like come on let's work together yeah yeah so i i really i really enjoy that and i hope that once we yeah. once they i guess learn who this other personality that they have that will have this sort of maybe we'll have a really cool scene where like he needs to solve a bunch of puzzles and win a bunch of fights and do some crazy stuff. And so like we see him like transform multiple times in one scene to like tackle each problem with the personality that is best suited for that problem. I think it's a cool, it's a cool way to think about this superhero. Yeah. Using his multiple personalities to his advantage. So like you said, we're halfway through. We've only got three more of these, so uh, they better be good and long. The next one better be like two hours on a feature-length <laughs> film. I know, right? <laughs> well, any final thoughts on uh, this week's episode? Give us more personalities. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Me too. Uh, well, definitely join us next week. Uh, like Luke said, the next episode is the episode that everyone who got to see it early has been losing their minds about, uh, which seems like Disney's sort of MO, right? They, they really want us to really like the fourth episode. Um, it only sucks that we only get six episodes. So, uh, but Hey, I'll take it. Six is better than zero. Uh, so yeah, we'll find out next week what uh, the big to do is. Maybe it's all fake. Everyone's lying to us. We're gonna watch it. It's just gonna be a normal episode. I don't know. I don't get my hopes up. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any uh, great one-liners uh, this week? 
Hmm. I don't know any multiple personality one-liners, so. I was just trying to think, like, is that even a thing in movies? Someone with a bunch of the mask, maybe. <laughs> oh, it makes me think of that movie Identity with John Cusack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're all in the hotel, it's just raining the entire time. Can you imagine <laughs> filming that? So now that you said that, I think my one-liner is just going to be John Cusack, and that's only because every time I hear his name, it makes me think that John Cusack is like a verb. Uh, <laughs> like John Cusack is something you do. I don't know. Every time I hear his name, I just think John Cusack. John Cusacking <laughs> is being really vulnerable in an adorable way. <laughs> Perfect. See you guys next week. <laughs>